Welcome to A Teaspoon of Healing, where we explore the pathways to wellness and vibrant living. Listen to personal stories of healing and interviews with experts. It's time to open a doorway to healing in your life through positive changes. Here is your host, Dawn Damari. I am Dawn Damari, and you're listening to another episode of A Teaspoon of Healing. Well, today is part one of a two-part series about different types of eating. Today, we're going to be talking about plant-based eating. My guest, Kathleen Gage, has had a lot of success with this. She is a marketing consultant that helps wellness entrepreneurs and companies with their marketing plans. Her company is Power Up for Profits, and she's also a plant-based educator. She went whole food plant-based, and it stopped a lifelong train of yo-yo dieting, and she's in the best shape of her life, really healthy, and she wants to share why this way of eating has worked for her. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please consult a physician or other health professional before undertaking changes in lifestyle or wellness habits. The author claims no responsibility to any person or entity for any liability, loss, or damage caused or alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of use, application, or interpretation of the information presented herein. And before we get into our interview, let's hear from one of our sponsors. Hi, this is Goff, owner of Goff Tours, specializing in stand-up paddleboarding or surfing lessons. I even do snorkeling. You can reach me here. Orange County has what you're looking for. You can contact me via email at gofftours at gmail.com or mobile number is 949-338-5937, gofftours.com. Susan, you remember the time we were in Orange County? We were driving around and we got lost, and we ran into this place called Avila's El Ranchito. You remember the place? The place had awesome decor and authentic margaritas. Did you know that Avila's El Ranchito has been around since 1966? They have 13 locations throughout Orange County. Visit Salvador Avila's location in Lake Forest and Foothill Ranch for great food, ambiance, and specialty margaritas. Hi, I'm Dawn Damari, and you're listening to A Teaspoon of Healing. My guest today is Kathleen Gage. Hi, Kathleen. Hey, Dawn. Great to be here. Thank you so much for joining me on A Teaspoon of Healing. Happy to be here. So, Kathleen, what got you started in your interest in plant-based eating and in health in general. I read a little bit of your bio and your story was it was very powerful and, and inspirational. And you're definitely a success. And but there were some roadblocks on, on your on your way, which a lot of us experience. So do you mind sharing your story with our listeners? You know, I, I would love to. Thank you for asking. Um, I've had an interest in health for probably four decades. I'm actually coming up on my 65th birthday and to celebrate my birthday, I'm doing a half marathon. Nice. I've done a couple of marathons. I started running in my sixties. And so it wasn't like I had always been a runner, but I've been involved in weight training since my thirties. I've been a yo-yo dieter all my life. And I, I had 
real body image issues. And I would gain 50 or 60 pounds, drop 50 or 60 pounds. And I'm going way back in the day of the liquid protein diet, where I had gotten pretty heavy at one point, and I was married, and it, it wasn't the best marriage in the world. And um, my ex-husband used to really poke fun at me for my weight. And so I went on the liquid protein diet and literally for three months, I didn't eat. Mm -hmm. I did liquid protein and water. That was it. And I ended up in the hospital. Well, I had gone from, I believe it was 195 pounds down to 105 pounds. And in my mind, I didn't lose any weight. So that's kind of the foundation of how I used to do uh, what I considered healthy eating, which was no eating at all. <laughs> and over the years, I've tried every diet known to man and woman, and you name it, and I've probably tried it. And finally, I got to a point where it wasn't about dieting, it was about eating healthy. And I had dabbled in plant-based eating a few times in my life and never really committed 100%. It was about seven months ago, I was experiencing something that a lot of people my age experience, and even younger inflammation. Okay. And I had really bad inflammation in my hand and I'm a writer. So mm. it was very prohibitive to me. And I did my research and everything I was reading indicated that if I gave up meat and dairy and I went with more of a plant-based diet, that I probably would get rid of the inflammation. And I thought, well, let's see. And I started literally within two days, it was gone and it has not returned. And not only that, I had actually started noticing that the weight was dropping off without dieting. I, I refused to get on the scale more than once a week. It was like, I'm not going to be bound to that, that device that many of us are bound to. And so it really was a matter of I started because of inflammation. Then I really looked at the alignment of I claim to be compassionate to animals, and yet I was eating animals. And I work within the pet industry as, as one of my markets. Um, and I probably will continue as long as there's an alignment between the whole not eating animals and the animal industry. But anyway, everything just really started unfolding to where this made the most sense to me. And in the time that I've been eating plant-based without dieting, I don't focus on how much I eat during the day, calories or anything. I just make sure I get a lot of nutrients. I've lost 38 pounds and it's been without dieting. Congratulations. And that's really, thank you. That's really the key is not dieting, the diet mentality, the punishing mentality. It sounds like instead your choice was for nutrient dense foods and for you plant-based as the key and not dieting, not just about restricting calories, restriction and punishment and a healthy attitude towards food. Absolutely. And when I, when I gained quite a bit of weight, the last time I gained weight, it was during the time I was caretaking my mom before she passed away. Uh, my father had passed away. And for two years, my mom really struggled with being here without my dad. And so I was one of her primary caretakers and she was in the hospital a lot. And during that time, sugar was my best friend. And, and I didn't realize how addicted mm -hmm. I was to sugar. And the interesting thing is, Dawn, is that food manufacturers actually set us up for failure. They, they have labs where they actually do what's called, I, I think it's called the bliss factor, where mm -hmm. they actually will put the right combination of sugar, of salt, of all the things that trigger something in our brain that's actually like cocaine. Mm -hmm. And so we get this high from it. Well, little do we realize what it's doing in the long term. And another benefit uh, that I've experienced with plant-based eating, I recently had my annual physical 
had the best numbers I've ever had. My doctor was like, whatever you're doing, keep doing it because this is phenomenal. Wonderful. It's wonderful. And you said you're running your first half or not your first, you're running a half marathon for your birthday. I am. 65. I am. It, it's like, I kind of want to push the envelope and show uh, women, especially what's possible as you age, because I know that a lot of times women, uh, they kind of buy into this belief that as we get older, that we, we can't have passion in life. We can't have excitement in life. We can't be physical in life. And unfortunately, there's a, a real downside to that way of, of thinking. Mm -hmm. And so I, I really like to live by example of what's possible. And, um, you know, I, for me, it's like doing this half marathon. I've been posting things on Facebook and on Instagram, and I want people to actually kind of be witness to what is possible if you're willing to put the effort in. And I train on a regular basis. I, I run, I spin, I weight train. Just this morning, I was doing a weight training of uh, my legs and my arms. I do a yoga. It's called Kundalini Yoga, where it's very intense stretching. And so I do a lot to really feel the power of what my body can do for me, because that taps into what my spiritual practices are, too. Nice. And for women who are approaching 50, there's a lot of fear and Sam in my 40s. So there's definitely a lot of fear. As you mentioned, you think, oh, no, I'm just going to be passionless. I'm not going to be physical. And then, of course, there's all the hormonal changes. You know, I would say the, the number one thing is find a good doctor. And I, I actually had to get a female doctor to really help me to understand what I was going through, because I actually was going into a depression and I didn't even realize it. My hormones were off the charts up and down. But what I can mm -hmm. look back at is that my eating didn't support a healthy lifestyle. Mm. You know, it, I would do, I would take half measures on my health. Like I would exercise, but my eating was out of control. And mm -hmm. really, I think we have to give ourselves permission to do what's appropriate for us to live the quality of life that we want to have. And that takes effort. You know, I, I think that we've become such a, a push button society and an instant gratification society that we want it and we want it right now. And to get the kind of life we want, the quality that we want, one, you, you have to have support in that to understand why your behaviors are the way they are, whether it be through hormones, whether it be through what you're eating, lack of exercise, uh, being in a, lo a loveless marriage, if, you, uh, if that's part of the issue. And I think women have been taught that after a certain age, from the neck down, mm -hmm. you're not supposed to have any feelings at all. And the reality is, is that, you know, it's like, I don't want to give that up. That to me is like yeah. one of the, uh, the juiciest parts of life. Exactly. Yeah. And part of it, you know, there's so many factors that play into the hormone imbalance, but I would say start with getting a good doctor. And when I moved from Utah to Oregon, I, I looked for a doctor, I got a male doctor and I was, that was 13 years ago. And I was really in the, just the throes of menopause. And this doctor basically said, it's all in my head. It, it was mm -hmm. awful. And I was crying. I was like, I know I need some help. I need, I need something. 
And so I basically fired the doctor. I called my insurance company. I said, I want a female doctor. Mm -hmm. Found this woman that is phenomenal. I've been with her ever since. And the first time I went in for a checkup, she said, so what seems to be the problem? And I just broke down and cried. And I said, this, I can't control my crying. My moods are off the charts. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. So she helped me to get on track with what I needed to do. And it's interesting because I, I really have never shared this, but she put me on a mild antidepressant. Mm-hmm. And at first I resisted it. It was like, oh, I can't do that. And she said, just for a little while, she goes, it'll help to balance you. And we we talked a lot about it. I was concerned because I've been in recovery for 35 years. I have a very addictive personality. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, that helped me to at least get to a place where I could be open to other ideas. And okay. what it all goes back to over and over again is what we put into our body is directly related to the way that we're going to live our life. And a lot of people don't want to hear that. They, you know, mm-hmm. they they want again the easy way out. There's really no easy way out. There's a simple way out, but there's no easy way. But get a good doctor, get a good support system in place. If you don't have support at home, reach out and get some gal pals that can help you through the process. Realize that it's going to pass, even though at the time that you're in the middle of it, it doesn't seem like it, but get some movement going, join a gym if possible. And it takes effort. It's like one of my favorite people to listen to is Mel Robbins. And she talks about, she wrote the book, The Five Second Rule. She Mm -hmm. talks about how if we based our behaviors on our feelings, we'd never get anything done. And it's so true because I work out on a regular basis, but I don't always feel like it. But once I start, I feel better. Mm-hmm. And that's really helpful while you're, I mean, of course, it's always helpful in life, but definitely some movement and diet. And it does sound, oh, it sounds too simple, but it's actually not easy. And I would say that at my age now, I'm probably healthier than I've ever been in my entire life. But I'm also more aware today. I've put a lot of effort into my own self-development, into my mindset, I do a lot of reading of through inspirational books like the the teachings of Mel Robbins, Hal Elrod. Uh, in the plant based industry, I follow all the influencers who I just like their message, and I like that it's about raising the vibration in our life to have a higher quality of life. I love that. So back to plant based eating. If somebody is new at it and they're very overwhelmed, what's what is the first step somebody can do to move their diet more towards plant-based, whole food, plant-based? You know, one of the first things I would recommend is that people get the book Eat to Live by Dr. Joel Furman. It's probably one of the best resources to explain the whole process of uh, what eating plant-based can do for you. And he gets into some very simple steps that you can take. I also created an ebook that's called The Beginner's Guide to Plant-Based Eating. It's available on my uh, my website, Plant-Based Eating for Health. And I started a Facebook group specifically for the people who are interested in learning more about plant-based eating. But I would say definitely get Dr. Joel Furman's book. The China Study is another one, and that's by Dr. Mm-hmm. Colin Campbell. Um, there's a number of books out there by doctors that... Uh, Dr. Greger is another one, G-R-E-G-O-R. He's got some phenomenal information and uh, he's actually got a website that has thousands upon thousands of videos that explain different aspects of the whole plant-based lifestyle. Perfect. 
And so you said one of the benefits for you has been decreased inflammation and weight loss. What are some other benefits that you've noticed in your life since you've become whole food plant-based? Oh, you know, energy is one. Endurance is another. When I run, I have much better endurance to go longer distances. My recovery time from running is incredibly short to where sometimes I could do a five or 10 mile run and I... I finish my run and it's like, okay, what comes next? Where in the past, a five mile run would have wiped me out for the day because of the inflammation. Mm -hmm. Clarity, my intuition tends to be better now than it has been ever in my life. And and I've studied things about intuition for probably 40 years. Mm -hmm. So I would say it's just like the whole package where it's almost too good to be true. And I remember when I first started researching it, I thought, this is a little too good to be true. I, you know, let's just see if this is, is, is going to happen the way they explain it. And Dr. Joel Furman's book, Eat to Live, was the first book that I, I really dug into. And when I looked at the promises, basically, he was making, I was like, it can't be this good. And sure enough, it has been. So energy, uh, better sleep patterns, waking up with more energy. I don't get the afternoon slumps that I used to get, you know, right around two or three o'clock. A lot of times we just do a crash and burn. Mm -hmm. I haven't had that in nearly seven months. So those are some of the benefits. And another big one, there's a gentleman who wrote a book called Engine 2 Diet. He was a fireman and uh, Rip Esselton is his name. And uh, the book is called Engine 2. And when he was a fireman, he challenged the other firemen who were overweight. He wasn't, they were, uh, to go on a plant-based diet. He, he said, let's just do our blood work. Let's get a doctor in here. Let's find out what your blood work is about. Well, it turns out one of the firemen was as close to a stroke and a heart attack as you can be without dying. And they immediately got him on a plant-based diet. He started dropping the weight. His numbers balanced out to where he reversed uh uh, the onset of diabetes, heart disease, stroke, all of that. Well, not only that, but with men, the first indicator of a heart attack is erectile dysfunction. And he said, if you eat plant-based, you won't have that problem. You won't need Viagra. This will really take care of it. And sure enough, these men, they tested it, it worked, and they didn't need the Viagra. And so a lot of times when we try to give a pill for a problem, mm -hmm. That problem is an indicator of something greater. Um, and it's so interesting when you watch commercials where they say, okay, this thing, this pill is going to fix this problem, whatever the problem is. But then they go into the side effects and you're like, are you serious? Mm -hmm. A lot of those problems, prediabetes, cancer, heart disease, uh, stroke, uh, high blood pressure, a lot of that can be reversed with a plant-based diet. And what is the difference between whole food plant-based and vegan? And a lot of people, uh, a lot of people do get, yeah, because you can eat Oreos. People will say, well, you can eat Oreos because they're vegan. So there is a difference, correct? There's a huge difference. Whole food plant-based means that you are truly eating food as close to nature intended it to be. Uh, vegan means that you don't eat animal products and you don't eat dairy products. Mm -hmm. However, there are plenty of foods like a lot of vegans will eat sugar, processed mm -hmm. sugar. That is considered vegan. Not all vegans do that. Yeah. And I consider myself a plant-based eater more than a vegan eater okay. uh, because of the fact that that keeps me in tow and on 
on the target with really the kind of eating I want to do, because I'm one of those with my addictive personality. I could say, okay, well, I'm vegan, but I'm going to have this bag of Oreos. And I'm one of those that one Oreo doesn't do it. One Mm -hmm. bag doesn't even do it. It's like, okay, I finished the bag. I better go get another one. That's how obsessive I can get over my eating. So the distinction is that a whole food plant-based diet is as close to nature as nature intended it. Okay. And so if you're eating the Oreos and you're vegan, it's, it's, you're still eating processed food. So that's it. Could, could a lot of it all, as well. Also, it's also mm-hmm. the processed foods and the sugar, the refined sugars. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so it is about eliminating as much of the processed food. And also the, the thing I subscribe to, and this is in uh, Dr. Furman's book, Eat to Live, is about eliminating uh, oils, processed oils. Mm-hmm. Now, avocado, okay to eat. Nuts, okay. okay to eat. But olive oil, canola oil, vegetable oil, coconut oil, I've eliminated all of those from my diet because you figure one tablespoon is 120 empty calories. And so somebody might have a salad and they put a few tablespoons of oil on, well, they've just increased their calorie intake by 240 calories. Where with a whole food plant-based diet that you eliminate processed oil, added sugar, and all processed sugars or added salt and all processed sugars. When you do that, you don't have to count calories. I don't Mm -hmm. count calories at all. I eat more as far as volume than I've ever eaten in my life to the point that I'm completely satisfied, but I'm not stuffed where I can remember holiday dinners where I would just stuff and stuff and stuff. And even when I was stuffed, I'd still stuff more food into my mouth. And that's a common behavior. I mean, it's like, I'm not alone in that. I think we can go out to any grocery store and we can take a look at the condition of our our society and obesity is out of control. And it's not just obesity in adults, it's obesity in children. And I really think that if parents would look at the quality of life that they're creating for their children by what they're giving their children to eat, and that's a challenge because my niece deals with that. She's got two, uh, three kids, two boys and a girl. And she said the challenge is she feeds them really healthy at home, but then they go to school and there are all the temptation foods, you know? So it's, it's not a, a situation that's going to be easily resolved because it, it goes all the way into what foods are being provided in the school system, what foods are being provided in vending machines, what food is being provided in hospitals. It, it amazes me with hospitals, they'll give somebody open heart surgery and for their first meal, they give them a dairy based uh, meal or a meat based meal. And it's like, wait, that's the very thing that they don't need. So the last thing I wanted to ask you was briefly about your business. And right now you're shifting it to work with plant-based or wellness businesses. And how do you help people stand out in the marketplace today? It's very crowded. You know, great question. I, I love your questions. One way is to put their content, their information into various information products, whether it be a book or books, speaking engagements, consulting packages, live events, information products, whatever it may be, but to package their knowledge into a usable format. And to also realize that they have distinctions 
to everybody else in the marketplace. I was just talking with a client of mine who's 77. I think she's going to be 78 pretty soon. And she has been involved in a network marketing company for well over 40 years. She does jazz dancing. She does Zumba. She does yoga. She does weight training. She does all these amazing exercises. And she's in her late 70s. And she goes, what's so special about that? And I'm like, oh my gosh, what is so special about that is that by the time most people reach your age, they've given up completely. And you're an example of what's possible. So that's how I help a client to pull out their distinction. Another example is a woman that I was recently talking to that was a nun for 40 years. She was in the Navy. She got kicked out for drugs and alcohol. She decided to go into the monastery to help her with her drug and alcohol problem. And she realized it only intensified in the monastery. And she goes, oh, is that a unique story? It's like, oh my gosh, it is. And showing them how to package that in a way that there's a nice... um, appeal to the marketplace. A big thing though that I, I think people don't don't quite get, Don, is that they don't have to be all things to all people. Mm-hmm. You don't need a huge market reach to do very well in your business. You can have a small market reach, but you go deep into that market and you have clients that are really loyal to you, you can do quite well. So niching down Niching down. Um, Another one is getting over the fear of doing interviews like what we're doing right now. A lot of people have a real fear of that. Another thing is to get out and do live presentations because one of the best ways for you to position your expertise is to get in front of people and teach them something. Don't try to sell them something. Teach them something. Mm -hmm. The more added value you are, the more you bring value to the people you're you're working with or you want to work with, the more they're going to want to work with you. Excellent. So have a lot of different content sources, go on podcasts, speak, write a blog, books, and narrow your focus. There it is. There it is. And your own personal story. Look at your, like you said, the, the lady who was in the monastery in the military and just your own personal story. I Absolutely. About and that. don't be afraid of your story. See, I, I think that's with a lot of people, they want to hide out mm-hmm. because they're, they're either shame-based, they feel guilty, mm-hmm. they, they want to bury their past. Well, their past is what created who they are today. The past actually helped you to become the person you are and to realize that if you overcame some difficulties, there are other people that are dealing with those difficulties that you can help. Absolutely. Great. Well, is there anything you'd like to add before we sign off? We are going to, first of all, ask for your website, how people can get in contact with you and your social media. Okay. Well, yeah. What's your website? Okay. The website, I have two websites. One is powerupforprofits.com and that's soon to be changed over to powerupforprofits.com, but the tagline is the plant-based way. So that's going to be the tagline. And my plant-based website is plantbasedeatingforhealth.com, plantbasedeatingforhealth.com. And if you Google my name, Kathleen Gage, you'll find all my social media channels. I've got a fair amount of visibility, so you'll be able to very easily find me on Facebook. I've got the Plant-Based Eating for Health Facebook group. On Twitter, it's Kathleen Gage. On LinkedIn, it's Kathleen Gage. And I'm very active on social media. And um, I would say in, in closing, 
the main thing that I really want to impress upon people is life is pretty darn short. You know, we, we think we have unlimited amount of time to do what we're here to do. The reality is, is today's the only point of power that we have. And if we don't take full advantage of today and live it fully, regardless of what we're doing, but to be happy in the moment with whatever it is we're doing, then we're really missing a lot of opportunity to just have joy in our life. Absolutely. I love that message. Thank you. And thank you so much. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Kathleen. And have a great rest of the day. You too. Bye-bye. If you have any questions for me or for Kathleen, visit my website, teaspoonofhealing.com. Click on contact and I'll get back to you. Also, when you're at my site, you can read my blog, download show notes, listen to past episodes, and also check out information about Reiki and nutritional therapy services that I offer. And stay tuned. In June, there will be a lot more website updates. And stay tuned. Next week, we're going to have a very different take on nutrition. I will have a health coach on the podcast who's been on here before, and she follows the carnivore diet. So it's pretty much the opposite of what we talked about today. Thank you for listening to A Teaspoon of Healing with Dawn Damari, your home for wellness and vibrant living. For more resources on wellness and vibrant living, visit us online at teaspoonofhealing.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please consult a physician or other health professional before undertaking changes in lifestyle or wellness habits. The author claims no responsibility to any person or entity for any liability, loss, or damage caused or alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of use, application, or interpretation of the information presented herein. Hey there, this is Sean. And this is Frank J from Sensibly Cynical. And you can check us out on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher application. Or just be real, you can just Google our name, Sensibly Cynical. That too.